Welcome back, Nets fans. We finally got some good news after a rough four or five days as Nets fans hearing that the entire franchise is going to collapse and that we're going to lose Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant in a span of six months. We finally get good news, and Kyrie Irving has opted into his player option for next season. So now Kyrie will be on the books for $37 million for the Nets in the 2022-23 season. And this was a tough decision, I think, for Kyrie, because if you're Kyrie, you look at your career as... A guy who has dealt with some injuries, has been unreliable at times, sometimes because of his own doing, sometimes because of it's not. But anyway, it was going to be a tough decision for Kyrie regardless, and Kyrie had a couple decisions here. Either opt in like he did and play out next year and hopefully he stays healthy, hopefully he plays well, and then next offseason earn a big multi-year extension, hopefully with the Brooklyn Nets, or he can go elsewhere, of course. Or he could have held out and tried to get more years. He could have opted out of his contract because he had until June 30th, I believe, to decide to pick up the player option or not. So he could have decided to not opt in for next year and have been a free agent and tested the waters and see what was out there. But the truth is the market was really not that great for Kyrie Irving, and it makes a lot of sense. Kyrie is talented as he is, and I will definitely admit he's one of the most talented players in the league. I can see why GMs and certain teams would not want to be a part of Kyrie Irving for a multi-year commitment. So I totally get it. And if Kyrie, what Kyrie wanted, of course, was to sign a four or five year max contract and have that security going forward. So in case next year he happens to get injured or something else happens, he would at least have the stability to be under contract for a few more years. But let's say Kyrie plays next year and you know gets hurt or something like that. That's not going to go well for him. So hopefully for his sake, he stays healthy. The Nets have a successful season next year. But it is a bit risky for Kyrie. But ultimately, it is $37 million. And assuming Kyrie stays healthy and plays the way he usually does, he's going to get paid next year, whether it's by the Nets or somebody else. And honestly, I know it's negotiations. And obviously, I don't blame players for trying to get the most money possible. But as Nets fans, I mean, if you're a Nets fan watching this, you know what it's been like the past 72 hours or so. It was so frustrating and honestly pretty scary. Like, we saw some reports come out today. I'll just read some of them. Like, Shams had that quote on draft night saying, Kyrie appears is going to find a new home. We went over that last podcast. But there were some reports today. One of them was NBA Central from, I think, Christian Winfield actually uh, wrote about it. But he said, the belief around the league is that Kyrie Irving is gone. So that's not what you wanted to see as a Nets fan. Then that report from Brian Windhorst came out and Bleacher Report tweeted it, saying that the Nets are prepared to lose both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. And... The, the quote made no sense to me. Brooklyn would rather lose both stars than to, quote-unquote, go through what they went through last season. And look, it's all about probability. The chances that the Nets replicate what happened last season, which is probably a once-in-a-century type of bad luck season the Nets had this past year... It's not going to happen. So for them to even say this quote, it sounded fake to me. And honestly, I really did not believe it. I put in the replies, like, I just don't believe someone said this. Like, you look at everything that went wrong for the Nets this past year. I have a reply. It's, you know, the, the vaccine mandate. James Harden quits midseason. Joe Harris turns his ankle in November, was out for the rest of the year. He should have came back multiple times. Kevin Durant was out seven, eight weeks with his MCL injury. Ben Simmons can't return or play all year. So it's just like the chances of that type of season happening again, it's just probably not going to happen. Like the Nets had... 
you know, I, I think like 40% through the regular season, the Nets were in first place. They were, I think, 23 and 9. They were even 25 and 11 or something at one point. And things were looking pretty good. And then, of course, Durant gets hurt. They lose 11 straight games. Like the chances of that type of season happening again. It's just unlikely. I know Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving are not very reliable players. I know Kevin Durant has had an injury history the past few years. I get all that. But the chances of that happening again, very unlikely. I know it's the Nets, and part of me always feels the Nets are cursed, but I just cannot see that happening again. Now, I will say, as much as I wanted Kyrie Irving to get an extension and sign a four-year deal to line him up with Kevin Durant and hopefully have them finish their careers as Brooklyn Nets, I guess you could look at this as the best case scenario for the Nets. Now, I am a Kyrie supporter. You guys probably know that by now. If you know me, I definitely take Kyrie's side more than most people do. I try to be fair about the situations and look at it through his eyes and all that. But even I can admit Kyrie is not very reliable and not the type of guy you want to extend for like four or five years. Now, as a Nets fan... I would have felt better if he was here the next four years with Kevin Durant and even Ben Simmons and knowing those three guys would have the next three, four seasons to try to win a title. But at least now you look at it this way. Kyrie Irving is going to be motivated for next year for money. I know Kyrie's not the biggest guy when it comes to money. He says money's not really the issue. I get all that. But still, I mean, money is, it's it's something people want, let's be honest. So um, the money can drive him, of course. Like, I don't see Kyrie taking a random two or three week break next year in a contract year. So that could motivate Kyrie Irving to be even more invested than he was in the past. And I've already heard the common connection to Aaron Judge with the Yankees. And Judge, of course, is like playing out of his mind. He has 28 home runs and it's not even the all-star break yet it's not even July yet so the guy's having a great season and people are saying hey maybe Kyrie Irving will have a similar type season where he's in a contract year and Kyrie plays out of his mind and maybe has another 50 40 90 season that he had a couple years ago and plays over 60 games so you know I don't expect Kyrie to play all 82 that's not a realistic expectation these days but if Kyrie can play 60 plus games and put up somewhere near a 50 40 90 season I will be very satisfied. I will sign up for that right now. So rather than giving Kyrie the four or five year extension, you're going to have Kyrie prove to you, the Brooklyn Nets, that he has to be worthy of being extended for a four or five year deal. So I even said that last podcast, like, do I think Kyrie deserves to have a four or five year extension based on the antics and missing games due to injury and all that stuff? Not really, but the Nets were kind of in a situation where their backs were against the wall. And honestly, I did not expect Kyrie to pick up this player option. Like, I was very surprised when I saw it. I don't have Shams notifications on. I don't know why I have Woj on. But when I saw, when I was scrolling down Twitter and saw the Shams tweet that Kyrie opted in, like, I, I thought it was fake at first. Then I saw the check mark and I was like, holy crap, this is real. So, I was not expecting that, but you can definitely argue that this was the best case scenario for the Nets, that Kyrie's only in for one more year, and he now has to prove himself to stay on the floor and not take random breaks and, you know, put the team first and all that type of stuff, and that should be good from a Nets fan's perspective. And in fairness to Kyrie Irving, and this is what I'll do once again, I'm going to defend Kyrie Irving, you guys may hate me for it, but I got to be honest. Before this past season started, the news came out that Kyrie could not play home games, and the Nets decided, I believe, six days before the opener that Kyrie Irving could not be a part-time player. They told Kyrie, you can't be part-time, we don't want you as part of the team. And a couple months into the season, Joe Harris gets hurt, James Harden doesn't look right, some other injuries are going on. 
The Nets, of course, they crawl back to Kyrie and say, "Okay, Kyrie, you can play the home, you can play the away games. Obviously, you couldn't play the home games because of the rules." But the Nets kind of gave in. The Nets had this rule saying. You are not allowed to play part-time. And then a couple months later, they crawl back to Kyrie when they need him and say, nah, you can play part-time. You know, we, we change our minds. Kyrie could have said, kiss my ass. I am not coming back. So I give Kyrie Irving credit for even coming back in the first place. Obviously, I'm aware if he just got the shot, he could have played every game. I completely get all that, but I at least give the man some credit for coming back and looking great. I mean, Kyrie did show some rust his first like two games, but after that, the guy was amazing. He had like multiple 40 plus games, a 50 something point game, broke the net single game scoring record with 60 points against the Magic in I think March. The guy put up some unbelievable performances. I know he only played 29 games this year. I don't know if that's that's including the playoffs or not, I forget. But still, Kyrie in the games he was there was really good for the most part. I know he kind of disappeared in the Celtics series after game one. I don't know why that happened. I'm still disappointed by it. But let's be honest, nobody really looked good in the uh, Celtics series aside from Bruce Brown and somewhat Goran Dragic. But anyway... I want to defend Kyrie for that real quick. Now, things like the injuries, I mean, yeah, of course, it's not Kyrie's fault that Giannis stepped under his foot in the playoffs and some other injuries are not his fault. But like stepping away from the team right before the James Harden trade, well, when the Nets traded for James Harden, I I should say, because there were two James Harden trades now, can't believe that still. But yeah, when the Nets traded for James Harden and Kyrie took his little two-week hiatus that should not have happened. Like, you know, there was uh, videos of him at his sister's birthday party and some other things. Like, yeah, you don't want to see that, of course. So I blame Kyrie for that. And Kyrie being gone, honestly, probably pressured the Nets into trading for another star and could have been the reason they got stuck with James Harden in the first place. So that's like, you know, a conspiracy theory type thing. I don't even want to think about that right now. But yeah, so Kyrie, I can blame him for some things, but being injured and the vaccination stuff, yeah, of course, the vaccination stuff is somewhat his fault. I get all that. But being injured, I mean, look, it happens. And sometimes these injuries are very unfortunate. So that's just how it's going to be. But overall, I am just very happy that as Nets fans, we can sit here and worry about free agency again. We can sit here and gossip about Otto Porter and P.J. Washington, and should we trade Joe Harris for John Collins and all that type of crap, we don't have to sit here you know, once free agency starts and wonder if Kyrie Irving is going to be a part of the Brooklyn Nets next year. Now we have that question taken care of. And that's big because these free agents that are out there, I'm sure they want to know if Kyrie Irving is going to be on the roster or not. So that question's already taken care of. Now Sean Marks in the front office can pay attention to adding a couple wing players, adding a stretch five and a you know, veteran ball handler behind Kyrie and some other things the Nets need. So like this is big for just not only just for Kyrie Irving, of course, course and getting him back but for the rest of this Nets free agency as well and it's weird because I think two things could be true here I think it could be true that Kyrie Irving wanted to be a net the entire time I do believe that based on the quotes he said and not wanting to leave Kevin Durant but it also could be true that Kyrie probably wanted to go somewhere else at this point and he felt disrespected but there was no trade market for Kyrie the only team out there that was realistically going to trade for Kyrie was the Los Angeles Lakers and the Nets had no interest in taking Russell Westbrook back, thank God. But yeah, I mean, like there was going to be no realistic 
place for Kyrie Irving to go. And that's kind of why the Nets played hardball and kind of, you know, called Kyrie's bluff. Like we've given Sean Marks a lot of crap here. And I guess rightfully so. He had an awful offseason last year. But I would give Sean Marks some credit for kind of holding out and calling Kyrie's bluff and, and kind of making him pick up that player option because I don't know what other options Kyrie really had. Like, teams out there that are competitive can't afford to sign Kyrie to the max. Of course, Kyrie could have went to a bad team like the Thunder, the Pistons. Maybe the Knicks could have afforded him. Like, you know, he could have went places like that on the max, but does Kyrie want to go to those, like, you know, not win now situations. Like, I don't think so. At this point in his career, I don't see that being the case. So for Kyrie to go to a contender, it would have had to be a sign and trade. So I don't expect him to be traded at this point. I do expect Kyrie to be back next year. And Kyrie had that quote on Shams's Twitter. And it's, you know, it's a typical Kyrie quote. It goes, normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I've made my decision to opt in. See you in the fall. And based on that, I would think he is back with the Brooklyn Nets next year. Like my initial thought was like, oh crap, is he going to be traded now because he now has this movable contract like you can trade Kyrie Irving and take back another big contract in return if you wanted to I don't know who that player would be I'm trying to think who makes 35 37 million dollars off the top of my head I don't know but just hypothetically you could flip Kyrie Irving to another team for a player that makes a similar amount of 37 million dollars per year so it's not going to happen, I don't think. I do think Kyrie is on the Nets next year opening night. And I'm actually excited to see how this big three looks now with Ben Simmons. We saw how great the Nets looked in the big three with James Harden. But this will be a different look now. Ben Simmons and James Harden, very different players. Both lefties, but very different players and different playing styles. So my belief is that if these three can stay healthy, the Nets will be a good team next year. Of course, Joe Harris, I want him to be back and be healthy coming off his ankle surgery. Hopefully he's fine still shooting the ball at 45% from three. That, that would be nice, of course. Or maybe Joe Harris gets traded. I don't know. We'll see how the offseason goes. But those four guys in particular, and I guess even Nick Claxton, like if you can keep those five guys healthy, I have, you know, very high hopes for the Nets again next year. They should be a 50-plus win team if they all stay healthy for the most part. So we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm optimistic right now about next year. I don't know about the long-term future. Things can once again go south next year, I know. I've seen this movie before with the Brooklyn Nets. Like, things could go south next year. I completely get it. But right now, I want to be optimistic and think that Ben Simmons is going to work out and that Kyrie's going to play at least 60 games and Kevin Durant avoids the big injury. And, you know, Joe Harris is fine and Nick Claxton's fine. And this team has a good year. So hopefully that is the case. And I know the East is still going to be good next year. Boston's not going anywhere. The Heat, of course, want to add another star. Donovan Mitchell's been linked to them, of course. And Chris Middleton should come back for the Bucks this year after being out in the playoffs last year. Like, the East is still good. So it's definitely not going to be an easy task for the Nets to be like a top three team in the conference next year. I should mention Philly as well. I don't know how James Harden's going to look, but that's definitely a big, you know, recipe for their success next year. So we'll see if James Harden takes his offseason seriously or not. So we'll find out about that. But yeah, anyway... I am just very relieved, and we'll see what happens next year with the Nets. But first, we got to see what happens in free agency. So I'll definitely make reactions as things happen, and we'll see if the Nets make a big trade or make some small signings that hopefully help this team compete to win the Eastern Conference next year. So anyway, that's going to do it. Kyrie Irving back for at least one more year, $37 million. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the video, and I will talk to you guys next time.